0: Hello, lovely, and welcome to the MLM Mom podcast. This podcast was created for the mom learning, adapting, and growing her business. Tune in every Thursday for a new episode with stories, tools, and giggles from myself and other business industry leaders. I'm your host, Jocelyn Whitehead. Let's begin. Hello. Hi, beautiful. Hello. How are you?
1: Great. What
0: about yourself?
1: Oh, you know, living the dream.
0: Dude, just- <laughs> Ah, can I start this with thank you? I am so excited. <laughs>
1: of course. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. What an honor. Thanks for
0: having me. Oh my God, dude. I am, <clears throat> I am so hyped. So, okay. So before I get way ahead of myself, for the awesome babes on here that aren't 100% sure who you are, do you want to give a brief little late
1: <laughs> Oh, can you hear me? Okay. Sorry, you yes, broke man. up on me. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden you were there and then you weren't. Okay, You're cool. Good. You're good. So yeah, so for those who don't know me, hi, hi, hi. Um, I am Olivia Celine. I'm a business coach for entrepreneurs who work in business online. I really help women with... Not only upgrading in their business, so more clients, more money, more visibility, more impact, but also in the way of helping them also reach the next level and reignite the passion in the bedroom, in their sex life, in their relationship. So I work with a lot of women who are married or in serious committed relationships and really wanting to amp that up because I believe that you can have both. I believe that we can have the business, but we can also have the marriage, the relationship that is thriving to that next level as well. We don't have to sacrifice one for the other. Right. And they're kind of intertwined. Absolutely. They're all intertwined. It's all like how we show up in sex, how we show up in our relationship is absolutely how we show up in our business. So what I have found um, in my years of work and, and even in myself and kind of what I've overcome and worked through, I was always putting my marriage and sex on the back burner. I was like, oh, I don't, you know, I'll get to that once I'm making the five figure months, the six figure years, like then I'll go back to, you know, making my relationship a priority. I remember telling my husband that. You know, when I was on my phone 24-7 and I was working all the time and I had zero boundaries, um, I had zero extra free time. I was just telling him, like, don't worry, I'm doing this for us. And, oh, oh I can feel the God, head nods, Yeah, dude. I was like, I'm doing this for <laughs> us. And he was like, but what about me? Like, you know, what about what I want as well? And we had to really have a heart-to-heart and a conversation about it's just – If you get that success in business, if you, you know, get to the quote unquote goals that are going to deem you successful, but you don't have anyone to share it with once you get there, then what the hell was the point? Like who even knows if your marriage will hang on that long. It needs to be a a priority now as you are also, you know, fighting for the goals in your business. So yeah, it's all intertwined. Um, How we receive one thing is how we receive anything, money, business, clients, um, You know, sex, pleasure, all of those things, compliments, it's all intertwined. So obviously that's a very short run, rundown of it, but yeah,
0: that's pretty much what I teach on. Oh, I am so (laughs) hyped because I literally wanted you on here talking about like boundaries because it's so intertwined. How do you set strong boundaries so you keep them separate, but Mm, like you mean
1: like business and life? Or what do you
0: mean boundaries in which Mm – like, give me
1: an example. What kind of boundaries are we talking about?
0: So I think most of our listeners really need, like, business boundaries, kind of. So how do you – I guess like if you had one moment where you're just like, man, this one boundary shifted everything in my business, what Mm. would it be? That's
1: a great question. Um, Yeah, I think that for me, boundaries was huge because I always felt like a bitch when I set boundaries. I always felt like, you know, it makes me a bad person and I need to be everything for everyone. And I almost had this idea that the more like I, I used to brag about how quick I could get back to messages. I was like, oh, I'm like the quickest one to respond and I'm always available I was telling people even before they signed Mm -hmm. on, like, you know, here I am, like, I'll be here for you 24 seven, like, even in the verbiage I was using, I was just like, making myself worthy and having almost feeling like I had to prove my worth and my value as a coach in how quick and how often I was available. So for me, Mm -hmm. the biggest boundaries I ever set was realizing that, you know, setting boundaries doesn't make me a bitch. And if I can't show up fully then I need to tweak something. Like something's got to give, something's got to shift because I was showing up half-assed everywhere, business and my relationship and for my health and for myself that I couldn't show up Mm -hmm. fully anywhere. So it kind of, I guess the biggest one for me, if I have to think of what it would be, was setting more strict business hours. So um, obviously my husband is not here right now. If you follow me on social media, he's deployed. So Um, I work more often because I, I mean, I live alone. So I might, you know, answer messages on the couch one night while I'm watching Shameless drinking a glass of wine. You know, I might have a little bit more of like, you know, checking messages in the morning over my coffee or, you know, posting something in the morning versus when Joe's home and, you know, marriage is my number one priority there. I am going to have specific business hours. So I usually like, even right now, I don't take calls before 10 a.m. unless I absolutely have to for a one-on-one private client who needs to meet earlier just based on their schedule that week. But I don't take calls before Mm -hmm. 10 a.m. I really limit my evening calls. So I used to just be on everyone else's schedule and everyone else's time. And um, that no longer works for me. And at this point, I just say like, here's the times that I can meet. Here's what I have available. And we make that work, not that I don't love people, but I had to take back control of my time. So biggest boundaries I set for sure was around my time and when I was available versus um, being everything for everyone all of the time. And I'd say the second one, close second would just be like the energetic boundaries, like really mm-hmm. being clear in my energy, in my you know spiritual sense, mentally, emotionally. What am I available for? And what am I not available for? And being very clear with that and like not entertaining things. For example, like, hey girl messages, when people just want to like, come into your Mm -hmm. inbox and just like have a random conversation. um, I just don't I don't have time for that anymore. And so I just didn't like I'm not available for it anymore. And now I rarely get those messages because I was
0: very clear in my boundaries energetically, if that makes sense. Do you feel like – it does make sense. Do you feel like this, like, transferred over into your verbiage and just kind of, like, weeded out those Hey Girl people? Um, Yeah, you know, it
1: used to be, like, I had this very friend vibe, which, of course, like – Mike, I have a rule that, like (laughs) – I don't work with people one-on-one unless I would let them sleep in my bed, which I learned from, from a coach uh, named Katrina Ruth. She was doing a live video and she was, had a client like doing a live video with her in her bed. And she was like, I only work with clients that I would let sleep over if they were in town. And I was like, Oh my God, I love that. So that's kind of the same rule that I have kind of implemented. So I work with people that are like, I would consider them friends like eventually, like we build this solid relationship. However, um, I, I am also the coach, it's a coach client relationship. And so um, I had to change my verbiage from being like besties and you know, babe, and it's really hard for me because I say, babe and girlfriend and all these like names in real life. <laughs> um, so it's really hard for me. So <laughs> yeah. I, it's still being worked on it's a more recent thing, but I noticed that a lot of my verbiage was like, Hey sister. And like, Hey babe, like, you know, almost like we're linking arms and we're besties and we're doing this together. And while we are linking arms and I am leading them through this and we are doing it together, um, there needed to be a level of respect and boundary there so that I can get them results because friends don't pay friends to be their friend, you know, clients pay a coach to help them get to a next level. So I had to establish this Yes, we're friends, but it's also coach-client relationship first. And the friendship is just something that naturally occurs over time, which I'm so grateful for. I love my clients like family, but there has to be this level of respect and this level of mutual respect, me for them, them for me, so that I can actually help them get to that next level. And we're not just like besties on the phone every week because that just doesn't, doesn't serve them and that doesn't make sense for why they would pay me.
0: Yeah, that's more of like kind of like toxic, right? We're more like we're trying to help them like move forward and build their business and get things Exactly. Yes, yes,
1: yes, yes.
0: (laughs) Dude, I love it. Okay, so dude, can we keep talking about energetic boundaries? I feel like this is a huge one, especially for people that like you said are so like especially Mm. like moms where we're like, oh, yeah, I'm available for that. And I'm available and I'm available and I yeah. can do that. Yeah. And I can do, yes, absolutely. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. How do you stay out of that mm. space?
1: I think it's taking back your power. So it's almost like you are this in this bubble, right? You're in this like bubble, I would say like four feet out in front of you, four feet to each side, four feet behind you. And it can be whatever color you yes, want it I to be. It. I know Autumn was literally just talking to me about this, I'm your coach. So we were would- Oh yeah, I've got a I know she was bubble. like I'm sending through this <laughs> voice message I'm sending you a pink glitter bubble and I was like mine has always been like an opalescent glittery it's beautiful it's you know warm it's whatever and love so love. you have this bubble that you're in and whenever we are mm-hmm. allowing ourselves to be available for things that we're not wanting that we're not desiring that we are letting other people treat us a certain way or we're saying yes to things um even though in our hearts we want to say no Um, What we're doing is we're having Mm -hmm. these pinpricks of energy leaks where it's almost like someone's taking this, you know, push pin and they're sticking it in your bubble and it's slow. So at first you're like, oh, I'm fine. I've got it. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm doing all the things. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But then over time, Mm -hmm. through that little baby hole, there's a bunch of them and your energy bubble starts to deflate. It starts to be depleted. And then you have nothing left at the end of the day. And that's you giving your power away, giving your, your magic away to everybody else, trying to be everything for everyone that eventually there's just nothing left. So I think the first step is, you know, taking your power back, taking back control of your bubble, your energetic boundaries here, and realizing that people can't take from you unless you give that to them. Right? So it's realizing that you hold the key here, you hold the power here, and you can still love people and you can still support people without them taking from you. And it actually makes you be able to show more full and more strong and more potent and more powerful to the yeses that you want to say yes to. Mm -hmm. If you're saying yes to things you actually want to say no to, you're saying no to things that you want to say yes to there's a tongue twister. Like if for me, it's, you know, here's an energetic boundary. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Like there's just it, it, there's just not time. There's just not energy. And it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't serve your highest good. And it doesn't serve their highest good because you're going to show up half assed to it because you don't want to be doing it in the first place. So I think that that's the first thing, you know, take your power back and then just write down on a piece of paper, like, What in your life is working for you right now or what for you in your business is working for you right now in your relationship, but then also what is not working because the things that are not working are actually deflating, depleting your energy bubble and you're not able to show Mm -hmm. up fully for the things that are working or the things that you want to show up for. So it's realizing you get to determine what is having, you know, what you're giving your energy to, you get to determine that.
0: I love that. Like, it's literally a list of how you're choosing to spend or not spend your day. Right, 100%. Like, it's just what you're doing with your time. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. Do you feel like when you set boundaries, like, you're treating yourself to a boundary? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know,
1: I do. I used to feel, like I said, I used to feel like it made me, like, this bitch or this, like, mean girl. And then I was like, no, it actually makes Mm -hmm. me – it's like this this queen, this inner queen comes out where – she's got boundaries. She has, you know, the, the walls up where she needs to have them. So she can be this like powerful, confident, calm, and I'm able to show up more fully. And so when I do that, I'm more filled up. I'm more excited. I'm more fulfilled. I'm more on fire. I'm more passionate and more, um, I'm better able to serve people when I am taken care of, because I think we, we put everybody else first, but if you have nothing left at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, you can't, Give and serve it's like it's so cheesy and it's so overused, but it's the the idea of the empty cup you can't fill others up from an empty cup, so when I set boundaries, I actually continue to fill myself up and then I can show up for other people and give back to them in a way that actually feels good instead of feels de-
0: de- depleting at the end of the day. Yes, dude, and you know, I actually heard the other day, I think it was Lisa Nichols, do you ever listen to she's her? like the I
1: abundance one, right. She was in The Secret?
0: Um, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Tra- yes. Yep. Yes. So she was talking the other day about how you should only pour from your saucer. You shouldn't even mm. pour from your cup. And I love that. I was like, oh, that's a fun twist. What do Ooh. you think about that? Like, I, I love that because it. it's true. I mean, if the saucer is kind of like
1: catching all the overflow, pour from there so you're continuing to be an overflow. And so it's kind of looking at, like I said, those things in your life or your relationship or the yeses that you have right now or the clients that you have right now that – are depleting you and are taking from that cup. um, What needs to shift? What boundaries do you need to set? What tough conversations do you have? Who Who do you need to let go of? What do you need to remove in order to be able to step into this full cup or step into this next level or be open to bring in more clients? You know, if I have a client that's dragging me down and is this pinprick of energy, even though I love that person, it's not serving me and it's not Mm -hmm. serving them. And so once I kind of seal up that energy leak and I have that tough conversation and I let that person go, whether it's a friend or a client or whoever, I'm able to show up more fully. And then I can actually attract in what I want and more of the hell yeses that fill me up and I'm able to do better work.
0: Yes, dude. I just I get like excited. Ooh, you give me the chills like it. over and over. <laughs> I'm just like, this is like gold. I'm like, I hope everybody's got their notepad, their pin, their favorite pin, and like, hell like, oh, yes, like, I love that. I just feel like this was like, I just feel like this is yeah, this is exciting me too. So you said it used to make you feel mm-hmm. so mean, right? Like and so bitchy, mm-hmm. and so like, and now it makes you feel like a queen. So what like shifted like? I guess, like, my question is, like, for the person listening that's, like, I just don't know how to have that hard Mm. conversation. What do you wish you knew?
1: Yeah, I guess, like, for me, I always used to be this people pleaser, this one who I was so worried about what other people thought all the time. And so the shift for me there in going from, like, being someone who was kind of walked all over, which, back it up, like, we teach people how to treat us. And so... I think at the end of the day, we almost have this feeling of like, Oh my God, why are there so many people saying, Hey, in my messages? And Oh my God, why are there so many people to just want to pick my brain? And why are there so many people bugging me all the time? Like you've made that. Okay. So it's not the client's fault. It's not Mm -hmm. the person's fault. It's your fault. And it's taking back ownership and saying, I've been giving my power away here. I've been making this okay by entertaining it. And it's saying that I can actually shift this and I can set new expectations and new boundaries here and realize that. I get to teach people how to treat me and I get to determine what's okay and what's not okay. So for me, when I started doing that um, and I shifted, I realized that other people's perception of me is not my responsibility. Um, I used to be so worried about what everyone else was thinking about me, but that's not actually up for me to decide. They can think whatever the hell they're going to think because they're going to think that no matter what. And that means more about them than it does about me because I know my intentions. I know that my heart is pure. I know that my intentions are good. I know that my natural state is love. And so when I'm setting boundaries, I'm doing it from a loving, you know, good, um, soulful, like intentional, uh, beautiful space. And I'm actually giving them permission to do the same in their lives. And if they want to look at me and think like, oh, she's a bitch, I have to be like, well, that's on them. That's not on me because I'm not actually doing this from an evil place. I'm not doing this from a bitchy space. I'm doing this so that I can actually do what's best for me, but also what's best for them. So that was huge. And then I also just reframed the idea of like, so what if I'm a bitch? Like, what does bitch even mean? Is bitch a bad thing? Or is bitch just the powerful, confident queen that gets shit done? And she, there's nothing wrong with being a bitch sometimes. You know, She's the one that's able to show up and to follow through and to get things done that she needs to get done and be able to serve in the way she feels called to serve because she doesn't take anybody's shit. She doesn't put up with anything that she doesn't want to put up with because- she's confident in that you know
0: yes mm-hmm. dude i love this and as soon as you said that i was like i just immediately started thinking about the bad oh, bitch. hell stuff. yeah and initially i didn't at first like the term bad bitch and then you and autumn said it and i was like oh wait a second i think i might like this you know because when your favorite people in the world say something you're like I oh my gosh time. yeah and it really you're right shifting like the way you view yeah. it in a word is like huge like is is being like you're right a bitch even a bad thing cuz it's really just somebody setting mm-hmm. a boundary and if the other person's upset it's just like reflective. Yeah just a,
1: it know. is it's just this idea of like we give words meanings you know it's if you look at the word mm-hmm. bitch as a bad word then what does that mean to you like how can you shift that because yeah being a being a bad bitch is just someone who doesn't take anybody else's shit she knows who she is she knows what she wants she's this sovereign woman she is this like whole Mm -hmm. and complete and powerful person. And if you look at her and you're looking at her in this bad point of view, shift it and be like, look at, she's living the life that you want to live. She's, she has the relationship that you want. She has the money that you want. She has, you know, she has the business that you want because she's standing firm in her boundaries and in her power and she's not taking anybody's shit at all. And so you can actually look at her and be inspired by the bad bitch and be like, I want to be a bad bitch too. And you guys can actually rise together. She's showing you what's
0: possible and she's giving you permission to do the exact same thing. Right. And she'll not link arms with you, but for sure she'll link arms with you like in the bad bitches. Yes. It's like
1: a squad. It's a whole squad of bad bitches.
0: (laughs) Dude. I love this. I love this exciting like it just ah I don't know how many times I'm going to say it before I just explode in the glitter I wonder how this works with my bubble that was the first thing I thought I was like what
1: about when it explodes?" um then it just replenishes it rebuilds from there like if it's a good explosion it's just like shedding what no longer serves oh, it so you- that it can like be even stronger there you go oh that's
0: perfect I love that I just filled all of the there you things. go there you go new <laughs> bubble new bubble who dis this is this is amazing new bubble who dis that's so uh, funny. Uh, <laughs> That's my new explosion thing, new bubble. So good. <laughs> Dude, and I, out- you know what? I was, I also really love the way you had to like give up control to set a boundary. Like, I can't control what mm. people think about me, but I can control the way I show mm-hmm. up for the people that like mm-hmm. I vibe with. Like, yeah, absolutely. Well, and it was all about, too, the
1: idea of is it fair to the clients that I, do have? Is it fair to them if I'm being pinpricked by everybody else, but these people over here are paying me? Like, is it fair to mm-hmm. show up half-assed for paying clients because I'm allowing other people to take from me? Or do I need to seal this up right here and set this boundary so I can show up fully for my paying clients? Um, and same thing in your marriage. Like, is it fair to your husband for you to be everything for everyone, but like leave him on the back burner? Or can you actually set some boundaries so that you can show up fully for him be lit up, you know, be in this state of, of bliss and of passion and of fire and pleasure with your spouse so that then you can take that same ignited orgasmic energy and bring that into your business and show up even fuller over there. Like it can complement each other. It doesn't have to be this or
0: that. You get to have both. Do you feel like the only way it feels like one or the other is burnout? What do you mean? I, because I, I feel like when we get in this space, when we feel like, oh man, I'm I'm hanging out with my hubby, but I've got this funnel to make and mm-hmm. I've got this to do and I've got that person to follow up with. Do you think it's just the overwhelm and burnout? You're just trying to do too many of the things and you're spreading yourself too thin, so you can't be. Prison? Yeah, I definitely think that that can be it um, for
1: sure. I think that you know we have this idea of like our business has to be like our number one priority where. I actually think that your life needs to be your number one priority, and your business is just a leg of it. Your business is a pillar of it. You know, we can love what we do, but if we're burnt out and depleted and exhausted, and we're not actually fulfilled, um, even though we love what we do, we can definitely hit burnout, and then we hit a wall, and then it all kind of crumbles beneath us. But if your business is just a piece of your life, and and that's what we all want, right? Like everyone starts a business so that they can have this freedom and this life, and. All of the things that they want, but then they're like running their business and they're letting their business run their lives and they're trying to fit their life into their business instead of fitting their business into their lives. And so I think it can definitely be that like you're spread too thin. There needs to be some boundaries there. There needs to be some no's there. There needs to be some organization and some time management and all of these beautiful pieces. But I also think that, you know, it's this idea of we're too focused on the future, we're too focused on, um, you know, well, one day, okay, well, who the hell knows what one day is? Like, will you even get to your quote unquote one day? Um, I told this this <laughs> story when I was on Autumn's podcast, but my parents have a friend who he was like a workaholic. He worked 24 seven building these, these businesses. And he kept saying like, well, one day when I'm retired, when I finally retire, then we'll buy the lake home and we'll live on the lake with our family. And it'll be amazing. And He kept telling his wife this Mm -hmm. and um, he kept working 24 seven. He was working. Well, one day she like, I believe it was a heart attack. She like dropped dead of a heart attack um, while he was at work. And I mean, God, they're like in their fifties, they're young. And he came home and he was like, oh my God, like, and it hit him. And he realized like, I have been waiting for the one day when I could come home and I could have the, the family and the relationship that I wanted. And I was doing this for us but then that one day never came and now he's living with that for the rest of his life. Right. And so I just, I mean, I don't want to be morbid by any means, but we're so focused on the future and what's next and the one day when really like it's so cheesy, but none of that is guaranteed. And so you know, Melanie layer talks about it where she talks about, we should be so focused on our, on our past because the future is fleeting. And before we know it, the future is the present and the present is gone. And now we're in the past and all these things. And, um, she explains it mm-hmm. so much more beautifully than I do, but I love that flow though. I love the way you just, oh, that. okay, cool. I was like, I hope that made sense, but. Um, it's this no, idea it of like is, living yeah. your life for how you want to look back on it. How do you want to tell the story one day instead of being so focused on, well, in the future, once I hit my five-year mark in business, or once I hit that six-figure year, then I'll slow down and have their relationship. But like I said at the beginning, how do you even know you're going to have the relationship that has stuck with you through the business bullshit if you're not even showing up for it, you know, because I teach women how to have what they want and how to choose themselves. Well, men have that exact same Same thing, too. Like they need to choose themselves. And if you're Mm -hmm. not going to choose them and you're not going to make them a priority, they have every right to not be there anymore. And then, you know, we get pissed because then we're like, what the hell? I was doing this for us. But Mm -hmm. they don't feel (laughs) um, honored and cherished and valued. And so, of course, they're going to walk away eventually
0: if that is the case. Dude, I love all of this. I loved when you told that story mm. on Autumns, and I love that it's online now. I feel like it was shifted a lot. But yeah. It really did. I was like, wow, I really do. Like last night, I rearranged my room, and as small as this is, I got my dresser out of my closet and into my room, and mm. it looks a lot better. And I just took the time to be like, oh my god, I did it, and my dresser is outside now because it really like, if you don't take the time to like, care about what you're doing while right. you're doing it, like the whole journey then we really do get to the end and we're like, oh, well, I have the stuff now. And it's not Mm. what I thought it was going to look like. The people I wanted aren't here anymore because they couldn't. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I mean, I just always think of like roles reversed. Like how would I have felt if Joe was treating me, you know, my husband was treating me the way that I was treating him in the beginning of my business. If if every time I looked over and he was on his phone, how would that make me feel? If every time we were on date night um, and I was, you know, or he was on his phone and, and he was constantly being like, oh, just this one last thing. Oh, just one this one last thing. Every time we hung out, I mean, mm-hmm. dear God, I would have left him. I would have not wanted to be a part of that relationship. <laughs> so it's really thinking about, you know, <laughs> teach people or uh, treat people how you want to be treated. I had to look at it and kind of have a tough conversation with myself and be like, you know, it's it's choosing now. It's not choosing one day. It's choosing him every single day, just as I'm choosing my business every day, just as I'm choosing myself. But realizing that it, it can be this and that, not this or that.
0: Dude, I just, again, just all <laughs> <is the> chills. <laughs> like, I, just, I Good. It is this yeah. and that. This is like... So... I guess I don't really want to, I don't want to keep you yeah. all day long, but I guess just like that last little piece of advice you would give this woman that's like, oh my gosh, she's looking around and she's not exactly where she wants to be. Maybe she feels bad about it. and Maybe she's excited now about mm. the podcast, but wh- where would you just like tell her to start? As soon as this podcast ends, what should she go do? Like, what is her new like plan oh, of action? Dear.
1: Um first plan of action i just feel like there's so much gold
0: here i, I know like, one thing to go like there's start there's like the 18 on.
1: things i could say <laughs> um the first thing i would say is go tell the people that you love that you love them um if you have cuz the last thing i want is for someone to feel guilty and be like oh my god like this has been me and i've been ignoring my spouse and da 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 and, like i've totally said these things mm-hmm. um, because i said them all too like this was me the reason that i'm so passionate oh, yeah <laughs> the reason i'm so passionate about this work is because i was where you where you are. And I, I've made these same mistakes and I've done these same things. And um, it's actually just taught me different lessons. And so we can use this as a growing experience and you can course correct at any point. You can pivot at any point. It doesn't have to continue moving forward this way. So I would say, number one, go tell the people that you love that you love them. Um, go you know, hug your man, tell him how much you love him, tell him how excited you are about where things are going and how things are going to be shifting and um, how you're choosing him and how you're so excited for what this means for the two of you. Um, go have some, you know, crazy good sex, you know, get out of your head, drop into your heart, um, you know, drop into that orgasmic energy, that pleasure, that just being so present. I think sex is such an incredible act to to be a part of whether it's with your spouse or self-pleasure or whatever that allows you to drop out of your head and out of the logical and into the feeling and into the sensation and the desire and the pleasure and the moment um, and that presence there. Mm -hmm. And after that, once you've dropped into your heart and you can come from that more feminine side of you, right, that more in tune and that tapped in, that intuitive side, you can sit down and you can make a list of like, okay, here's what's working for me in my business. Here's what's working for me in my relationship. Here's what's working for me in my health, in my life, in my sex life, and everything. And then here's what's not working for me. And those are the things that we can focus on shifting, of choosing again, of trying something different, of moving and pivoting things if we need to, removing things that are no longer serving you, setting those difficult boundaries that we have to Um, If what's not working for you is that you feel exhausted, okay, what boundaries do we need to set in order to seal up these energy leaks and move forward and be Mm -hmm. able to have that potent, powerful energy inside of the bubble instead of having this like half-assed depleted energy inside of the bubble and then actually go take action on it. It's one thing to make a list. It's another thing to take action, go do the damn thing, Um, figure it out, you know, work with a coach, work with a friend, someone who's going to hold you accountable there And choose yourself, choose your relationship, choose your business, and know that everybody else's perception is not your responsibility.
0: Dude. Every answer just matters. Like, (laughs) thank you. Oh, I love that. So in case you guys got just as hyped, the number, like the first thing was go tell him you love him. Go make the Mm. decision that this is coming Mm -hmm. first. Uh, okay and tell me where we can of find course
1: of you. course of course so you can go to oliviaseline.com that is kind of where everything is housed you can learn more about coaching there and the different things that I offer um, I have a couple freebies mm-hmm. on there as well that have everything to do with relationships and fire and uh, passion and pleasure and all of those beautiful things which I'm so passionate about uh, but you can also yes and they are thank <laughs> you you can also find me on Instagram I love to hang out there Olivia Celine. Facebook is Olivia Celine podcast is on my website. Um, Soul in the Raw, all of the things. So yeah, come connect with me. I'd love to hear what you loved.
0: I will also leave you in all the links in the, bo- uh, the description. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited. I can't talk. I'm like the bio is <laughs> in the description. <laughs> so you guys can just click on her. <laughs> I'm just uh, thank you again. Thank so much you for, for having here. me. And thank you, everybody. Ah, sorry.
1: No, I was just gonna say thanks for having me, dude. and thanks everyone for hanging out. This is so fun. It
0: went by so fast. Holy crap! Yes, yes. <laughs> right. I feel like I just feel amazing, and yes, dude. I love you. Thanks. I'll see you. Bye, soon. girl. <laughs> Bye.